Hi there, this is Winnell, and you are listening to Blended and Flourishing Families podcast. You are in the right place if you are a step parent or connected to a step family and you want to gain insight in how to achieve harmony in your family, which is what the Blended and Blended and Flourishing represents. In here, there will be some real conversation about step parent challenges, challenges that step kids and bio kids encounter and challenges that bio parents experience, as well as the importance and benefits of step parenting with God. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I would love for you to leave a rating as well. Now that we've gotten all caught up, let's chat. Let's welcome Tamara Johnson, AKA Tammy J to our podcast. Tammy resides a few minutes outside of Detroit, Michigan with her husband, their 14-year-old son, and her 14-year-old stepson. After saying I do in 2013, Tammy began her journey in the world of step parenting, juggling the struggles of being a stepmama with the pressure of blended family life. Tammy was ready to step away from it all, including her marriage. However, with the help of personal therapy, marriage counseling, prayer, and newfound confidence, Tammy found the strength to continue on in her truth. While healing and rediscovering herself, Stepmom Goals LLC was unleashed. Focused on helping other stepmom in their own escape, Tammy is determined to help stepmom and bonus mom to adjust their crowns daily. She also has a stepmom affirmation journal that is now available for purchase. Okay, so I am so excited to have Tammy J here with me today as we continue our um, series on um, self-care. We're going to go a little bit more into that and she's going to share her self-care experience, especially with being a stepmom. Um, so Tammy, how long have you been a stepmom? I have been a stepmom so officially for eight years. But I met my stepson when he was two years old. Mm. So he's turning 14 actually on Christmas. Does he get like extra presents because it's Christmas and his birthday? You know, we, we try to celebrate the week before mm. Christmas so we can keep the separation with the gifts. But yeah, I'm learning the older he gets, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most likely they want to do their own thing anyways, too. You're like, <laughs> that's interesting. And then so for you, what does self-care means to you? To me, self-care is the gem of life. Mm-hmm. I'm an advocate of self-care um, from just getting your nails done, washing your hair, to reading a book, journaling, anything that just brings you back to being present. Mm-hmm. all for it I love that brings you back to being present that is an uh that's an interesting analogy did you practice self-care consistently was it a, something that you made sure that you were intentional about before you became a stepmom yes um before I was in the nail salon <laughs> getting my nails done I was really into natural hair care mm-hmm. I just enjoy turning on music and just sitting down and just clearing my mind. I have always been like that since I was a little girl. So self-care 
is really nothing new to me because I love it so much. Um, I have a, a background of dancing. Mm. So I did ballet, tap, jazz, all of that. Wow. <laughs> so I think that activity really helped bring me to learn how to focus on me sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And as I got older um, in college, I continued with journaling, which is why I love writing. And then dating my husband, Reggie, and then getting married <laughs> and being a stepmom, <laughs> I really needed that self-care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome that this is something that you grew up doing, um, whereas a lot of people, um, well, they'll grow up doing like the basic, but they just see it as, oh, it's like the everyday life thing. So they're right. not intentional about it. And to making sure that they're in the right state of mind, that they are the best self and that they're prioritizing themselves as well. And so for you, when you became a stepmom, do you feel like you had to kind of up your level on self-care to help you combat some of the challenges or was it like the same for you? Oh, I definitely (laughs) increased (laughs) self-care because there were moments when I felt like I was losing my mind. Yeah. I had to go to therapy and even with the counseling, I was encouraged to do more self-care, mm-hmm. eat the house, clear my head, have fun with my friends. Um, even if it's just spending 15 minutes just by myself, just doing some deep breathing activities. Yeah. To learn how to really take care of myself because I felt bullied a lot with my at the time, negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. I was struggling as a stepmom. So I feel like the self-care brought me back to Tammy J. Like, this is you. Don't forget who you are. Relax. It's a new day. Stay present. Mm-hmm. I love that you are vulnerable enough to share that, how that negative thought, you know, how it affected you. And I see out there, there's a lot of stepmoms that, that's one of the things that they're struggling with the the most is like, yes, people outside are causing stressor, but the stressor that you recite over and over in your head, because you're with yourself 24 seven, right? (laughs) So that person can say something to you and they're gone, but you're with yourself 24 seven. So that negative thought that is going over and over inside of your head can really take a toll on you. And so I love that, you know, you mentioned that you went to therapy to address that. And I want our listeners to be aware that therapy is a form of self-care. If you need the help and you cannot process it yourself, you cannot unload it. Sometimes you just need somebody to help you. It's like a, like a twine that's all wrapped up together. You need somebody to help you to kind of like unwrap it and then just line it up. And then you will be like, oh, okay. I see why I react that way. I see why this, you know, affects me in this way, you know? So I love that you went to therapy and I love the fact that we're now in a day and age where, um, in the African-American community, um, therapy is being more acceptable and being more understanding versus back then where it felt like it was taboo (laughs) if you wanted to seek help. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, you're in therapy, you're not crazy. Mm -hmm. And what I want 
people to understand too, therapy is not because you're crazy. You go to the doctor for your body. You go to the dentist for your teeth. Mm -hmm. You get your hair done. You wash it. You get your feet done. Why don't you take care of your brain? (laughs) You're a professional. And it's not forever. It could be for a couple of months. It could be two years. It could just be on a particular issue or Mm -hmm. just someone to talk to. Yep. I love that you said that it's not forever because I think maybe some people might um, be hesitant to go that route because they feel like, oh, well, am I going to be talking to somebody forever about, you know, like what's going on in my home or whatsoever? Um, no, but then it also can be an as needed basis too. They have therapists who work with people where um, it doesn't have to be a weekly thing or a monthly thing. It could be as needed if a situation come up and you don't know how to approach it and you need right. insight and support in that area, you know, you can reach out to your therapist. Um, so how essential do you think it is for um, stepmoms to implement self-care? Oh, it's extremely vital in the stepmom world. I cannot imagine not taking care of myself. We take care of everyone else. We're juggling so many emotions, trying to please everybody. I know not every stepmom, but just speaking from my experience, mm-hmm. I've been so focused on my husband's happiness, making sure I'm perfect for my stepson, um, even thinking about his mom, trying to impress her and then my husband. So even my family, like I can do this. So it's just, sometimes it can get overwhelming. And that self-care is that key to bringing you back to like, okay, I'm more than a stepmom. I'm Tammy before I became a stepmom. So it's, it's nothing wrong prioritizing yourself. I love that. And I love the fact that you stated that, you know, you're more than a stepmom, because that's one of the things that I share a lot um, on my social media platform. And I encourage stepmom to understand that being a stepmom is a role. Um, yeah. I personally feel like it's an assignment. And it's just like as you being a daughter, being a wife, um, those things mix up who you are, but there are little pieces that make up who you are. They're not all of who you are. And definitely I've seen even myself from personal experience, when we step into this role and we start this journey, we end up forgetting who we are and we end up losing our identity, you know, in our stepmom role. And for you, how was that experience for you when you, you know, first entered in that role and it was like, well, I, I don't think I'm myself anymore. I feel like, you know, I need to get back to myself. What was that experience like for you? It was ultimately frustrating. Typically I'm a, I'm a chill person. I'm happy. But when I noticed I was just down, yeah. it just, oh, um, I'm a diva or whatever, <laughs> but I noticed there were times I wouldn't down myself up like I usually do. I just started to lose interest in the things that gave me joy. And I'm like, okay, I need help. Yeah. And sometimes you get professional help, the therapy, you get help from your friends. Your friends can remind you who you are too, but you also have to remember that you are made in the image of God. So a lot of times, silent and just listen 
to what God had to say to me. So prayer helped, uh, professional therapy helped. <laughs> and just being honest with myself, being yeah. wrong and admitting that, hey, I am struggling. I think some stepmoms, they wear a mask all the time. I'm mm -hmm. one of them. And we don't acknowledge our feelings. It's okay to say I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated. I'm feeling ignored, I'm feeling invisible. To me, that's part of self-care too. You have to acknowledge what's wrong so then you can fix it. Yep, I agree with that. Cause if you don't know what's wrong, then how can you fix it? You'll be throwing, um, you can try to fix it, but you're not going to get anywhere because you're going to be throwing all of the wrong things at it, all of the wrong solution at it, because you don't know exactly what is wrong. And, um, I mean, when you go to the doctor, they figure out what is wrong with you first before they give you a prescription, you know? So that's amazing. And I do agree with you with, you know, stepmoms trying to put this front up like everything is okay when it's not and I think that just you know comes with like the pressure from society and um the this negative the stigma that's out there already and we're trying not to fit into the mode of what they already think stepmom is going to be and I see all the time I was talking about this um with one of the coaches I did the flourish during the holiday series with and it hurts my heart every time like when I'm in these stepmom groups and you see these women asking, am I wrong for feeling this way? It hurts my heart because like you're never wrong for feeling the way how you feel. Question that I feel anyone who may be having those type of questions, am I wrong for feeling this way? Is asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? Because if you can get to the why, it will help you get to the root cause. Then you can find a solution to it. But everyone is entitled to feel however the feel towards the situation. Just this morning I posted, she's not wicked. She may be at war within herself. A lot mm -hmm. of women, well, all of us have struggles. And that's why I encourage my stepmom friends to like, if your stepchild's behavior is bothering you, let's say, try to figure out why. Mm -hmm. Like you said, fruit of it. Maybe you have hidden childhood trauma. Yeah. Some people don't like when I go so deep, but it is that deep because a child is a child. They're growing, they're learning. And in order to not take it personally, you do have to reach down and figure out what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And I have, and I'm telling you the things that my stepson would do. <laughs> it used to bother me, but now I, I'm okay. It's not that I'm okay with it, but it doesn't trigger what's inside of me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's something that I share all the time. Like if somebody's behavior is bothering you, it has more to do with you than with them. And people find that to be offensive, but it's the truth because a lot of time we measure people, how they're supposed to behave, how they're supposed to respond based on our own standard that we have based on our value system. So if you have somebody who value system is different than yours, when they go against that is going to trigger you. So it's not so much of it, something is wrong with that person is that, you know, what they value does not align with what you value. And therefore, you know, you're being offended by what they're saying. And if you can understand that, you'll be able to respond better to situations and you'll be able to 
accept people for who they are and not expect them to change or match you in any ways. And it's not to say that you are agreeing with somebody disrespecting you at all, because that's what people think to they think to um, get at when it's like, oh, if you're going to accept something at face value, then that means, oh, I'm saying it's okay for them to disrespect me. No, that's not what it is. It simply means that expect disrespect from that person because that's what they have shown you. And that's what you know that, you know, they're going to give you, um, but you can still put up your boundaries and let them know that if they're going to interact with you in however way, you know, this is how you're going to respond so that you're protecting yourself and creating safety for yourself. But yeah, I still love that. Protect your inner peace. That's the key. (laughs) Yes. And I love the fact that how you mentioned, you know, that we're made in the image of God and we don't realize how much identity play in a lot of the issues that we go through when we forget or maybe may not completely know who we are. And when things impact us, it kind of sticks on us and then it starts to transform us. So for me, um, one of the things that uh, that I was like, you know what, something is wrong. I don't like this when um, in the beginning, oh Lord, (laughs) our first year of marriage felt like it was the marriage from hell, right? We have court back and forth and a whole lot of drama going on. And I found myself like starting to like wanting to match energy, you know, I should say, you know, I'm trying to give them the same energy back that they were given, but that's not the type of person I am. And so it felt uncomfortable for me. It wasn't, it didn't, it didn't come naturally for me because naturally that's not the type of person I am. I'm easygoing, laid back. And that was when I had to sit back. I'm like, no, something is wrong somewhere that I'm turning into this person that I'm not. And I definitely had to go back to God and praying about it. And I journal a lot and I do prayer journaling. And, you know, that's something that helped me kind of process and put things into order. But definitely it's so easy for us to lose ourselves. And when it comes to self-care and for those who are Christian, uh, people of faith, we struggle in that area because our Christian culture have taught us over time that, you know, we're supposed to put people before us and serving others. But what we tend to forget, and I always like to highlight this, one of the greatest commandment is to love others as we love ourselves. So loving ourselves is a prerequisite. And you do an amazing job. I, I love your social media feed. You do an amazing job at your affirmations and stuff. Um, How did that come about for you? I love affirmations. (laughs) I would say around the time I was pregnant, because I was looking up birthing affirmations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just loved how, again, it brought me back to being present and the power behind uh, just repeating these little mini statements and the power that they give you. So I'm like, okay, I can do this for other parts of my life, not just giving birth. (laughs) And people have to remember the tongue is very powerful. Mm -hmm. You start saying things like I am. Even now with my four-year-old, every morning I say, I will repeat after me, I am patient. But as a stepmom, yeah, I need that too. I am patient, but also I am human. It just 
it's the truth. I am human. I am not my mistakes. It's just little statements. You know, you don't have to make it extravagant. Mm-hmm. So we're affirming all day. Yes. But when you're doing it intentionally, to me, that or consciously, that is power because mm-hmm. you remember who you are. And I would say within the last four years, I have been just in love with just spreading the word of affirmation. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. It's beautiful. You are right. Like what we say, we affirm every day. We may not realize it, but we right. ought to affirm it. And the thing about it, because we don't realize it, a lot of us affirm things that we don't want. Those right. are the things that we're speaking into our lives daily. And we're yeah. seeing the fruit of it because the, you know, when we're affirming, we're planting seeds. So we're seeing the fruit of it based on what is um, happening in our life. And we don't realize that well, you actually affirm these things. And so like one of the things that I share, you know, with stepmoms is that even the way how you speak about your struggles and your challenges is important. So if you are going to be saying that, oh, my stepchild is never going to like me, or, you know, my husband, I never going to be on the same page about these things. Well, it's never going to (laughs) happen. And I had to learn that too. You know, I was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> the stepmoms that just spoke with so much negativity. Mm-hmm. And one day it clicked, like, girl, that's why it's not getting better. <laughs> yes. Because you don't want it to get better. But then when I started flipping my mindset, that's when I noticed the changes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's so true. Because I think what people don't realize is when you say it, your mind now has to make what you say a reality. Yeah. It believes it. Yeah. So even if somebody is trying to do the opposite of what you're saying, because you already believe that, for example, that high conflict bio mom is like the worst person on earth and you can't (laughs) find yourself to try to see things from her perspective as to maybe why she may be, you know, acting the way she's acting, even though you don't like it, even when she does try to, when she's growing and she's trying to change you're going to see her as that worst person on earth because your mind is going to make you believe that because that's what you already believe and you already said. The mind is so powerful. And I think that's one of the reasons why God stresses on that for us to think on positive things and make sure that we're, you know, focusing on um, his words and positivity and not on negative. You know, he said to tear down the strongholds. What are some self-care tips would you give to a stepmom who maybe is currently feeling unappreciated and maybe she's just overwhelmed? I would encourage her to do activities that she likes to do. Mm -hmm. Even the things that you enjoyed as a child. I know that may sound childish, but it's something about your childhood favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. Like anything I haven't put on my point shoes like in years. And then a few months ago, I put them on and I felt like the most amazing person in the world. (laughs) You know, when I was a child, I used to do point Mm -hmm. and and I loved it. And it brought me back. Like, this is amazing. This is fun. Do something fun. You know, a lot of people think self-care is bubble baths, 
drinking champagne or it doesn't have to be that it could be just walking your dog yeah dog lover walk your dog if you're a cat lover just sit down and just well I know cats don't like to be affectionate but (laughs) (laughs) sit next to your cat (laughs) um read your favorite book even if it's a childhood book if you love to cook I know you know many of us cook every day but really practice mindfulness so mm-hmm. while you're cooking I know a lot of us do it like um autopilot mm-hmm. you know you're just that's what we do but really be in tune like pay attention when you're boiling the water when you're seasoning your meats like really be in the moment and appreciate like okay I'm doing this right you know even doing your makeup your hair it's you can do anything anything that brings you joy just start with that yeah I love that I love that so um do something from your childhood that you love because it took you back to that place when you didn't have all of the different stress and challenges and all of these different things that happen when you grew up you didn't have the worry and the responsibility yet so your mind was free and you know you was just relaxed and you were actually present and just enjoying the moment so it takes you back to that and definitely yeah. practicing mindfulness is extremely important because you're right we do do things on autopilot and we don't realize it because we're so used to it um that it just go fast for us. And I love the part about just do what brings you joy. And that's one of the things I love about self-care. And I know we're in a society where it's more like a trend now with self-care because you see it everywhere. Um, and it's like the it thing to do, but I was at a conference the other day and one of the panelists mentioned that remember one of the first thing in self-care is self. You have to do what's work for you and what's tailored to you. So don't get caught up on somebody else's self-care routine and it's not working for you. It's making you miserable. And this person is saying like, maybe um, they have this pamper routine that takes them like three hours to do and you try to do it, but you don't have three hours. So now you're frustrated and you're stressing yourself. We're like, well, self-care to me. It's you taking care of yourself every day, doing things intentionally that relaxes you, that comforts you, and that puts you in that state of mind to be your best self. So whether it's waking up, if you have you know kids, whether it's waking up 15 minutes before them or 30 minutes before them so that you can have your alone time before you jump into the role of being a parent, or maybe it's going to bed a little bit later after they've all gone to bed so that you have your downtime or something that I started doing and I didn't used to do it. And my boss would be like, you know, you need to take your break. So I will work, I will work during my lunch break. Like I will be eating while I'm still working. And she's like, that's not really, you know, that's not really taking care of yourself. And so I started doing that. Like when it's time for a break, like, all right, I'm going to walk away from my computer (laughs) I encourage women or stepmoms, look at your phone. You know, like you said, the first 15 minutes, breathe. Like, Mm. wake up. Like, you know, maybe list five, 10 things you're grateful for. Like, center yourself. Then check your phone. um, Because, you know, you don't want to start your day off on the wrong side of the bed. (laughs) <laughs> that's so true protect your inner peace take your yep. time 
and like you said, relax and then move forward. Baby steps. <laughs> yep, definitely baby steps um, because it can become overwhelming, especially since it seems like self-care is being like rammed down our throat. It can be overwhelming when you see all of these things and you're like, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know, you know, like what to do. So pick one thing that worked for you and start little at a time. Even if you get off work and you have to sit in your car for 10, 15 minutes to decompress before you go in the house. Cause when you know you get in the house is go, go, go. Cause the kids are waiting for you. Um, you know, even if it's that, um, something that I love to do, um, I love to listen to music. That's like self-care for me, especially mm-hmm. worship music. It relaxes me. It calms me. And so when I'm cleaning, I have music on and I'm in my own little space. <laughs> Just turning music up. Even the car. I like sitting in the car before I come in the house. I don't know what it is. It's just, okay. <laughs> Take a deep breath. All right, let's go. No, it gives you, it's like transitioning, you know, like that time that you sit in the car, because while you're driving, your mind is on whatever, maybe you listen to music or whatever, but when you stop and you get that break before you go into the house, that's a transition moment because it's preparing your body, it's preparing you mentally to now transition into this, whatever it is that you're about to step into to jump into that next role, so I find that very helpful for me. I've been working from home, so I haven't done that in so long. But when I used to work out the office, because I'm a therapist. So when I used to work from the office and I hear people troubles all day and like, I'm like, all right, I need to kind of just get some of those things off of my mind. But yeah. So something else that I would love for us to discuss, because I do see it out there all of the time when it comes to like just parents in general, when it comes to self-care, the adults, I don't see a lot of information being shared about self-care when it comes to children and Mm -hmm. having children in a step family or in a blended family is stressful for them too. Um, Because they're being impacted by all of the things that we're being impacted by, you know, they're just expressing it differently or, you know, they're being exposed to a different part of what we are affected by, but they're not like shelter from it. They're not shield from it. So what would you say are some ways that parents can help their kids to implement self-care? I would say just even like deep breathing activities or mm-hmm. even just like reading a book. I would recommend that. It depends on the age of the child. Mm-hmm. But when RJ, my stepson, was younger, I would just put music on. He loves to dance. So mm. we would do competitions. <laughs> um, and as he got older, he was interested in cooking. So we would pick different meals to cook together. I would say whatever interests the child. Mm-hmm. And even if they seem standoffish, like you said, you have to keep in mind that they are also juggling different emotions. You know, they got to stay loyal to mommy, make sure dad's happy. Mm-hmm. They're not disrespectful to you, but also be true to themselves. So it's a lot, especially when you're a kid. And you don't know how to like maneuver through those thoughts. Yeah. It, I say keep it simple, even like, yeah, listen to music, whatever your family likes to do together, mm-hmm. even walking outside that's what we do here in the summer go outside play with the dog and even just letting the child be so when mm-hmm. RJ home I try I speak and he speak 
but I let him go to his room and allow him to decompress. Kind of like how we do in the car. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, he needs time to transition. He's not at his mom's house anymore. We have to be honest, different households have different structures. Yeah. So that could be overwhelming too. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure he has time to breathe, get his mind right, remind himself, okay, I'm now in my dad's house, I'm at Mama T's house. Okay. You know, just allow them to transition because like you said, it's a lot, you know, and then some of them are still dealing with their heart being broken. Yeah. You know, mom and dad are not together. I remember RJ would ask, can we all just live together? (laughs) He wants this one big old happy family. (laughs) Yes, I don't know if that can work. (laughs) But just allow them to be. So they like video games, let them do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even encourage, you know, like showers, baths, you know, anything to help them relax. Mm-hmm. I encourage them. Yeah, I love that. My youngest, she loves bubble baths and she mm-hmm. loves for me to get her the bath bombs. So oh. she gets so yeah, she gets so excited when she gets bath bombs and she she's ready to go take her shower and everything. Yeah. And but I love what you said about like pay attention to their interest and just supporting them in there because if you think about us, the things that we're interested in, it actually we're interested in it because it excites us or it relaxes us. It does something right. for us emotionally, and that's why we're interested in it. And so our oldest daughter, because I have four stepkids and one biological child. So our oldest daughter, she loves to draw. And that's like her, that's like her thing for her. It relaxes her. Like she will go into her room and she's there and she's sketching and all of those things. And something I realized also too, our children are looking at us to model how to take care of themselves, how to function in the world appropriately, how to respond to conflict appropriately. And so we are an example for them. And so if we're not implementing self-care and being conscious and intentional about those things, um, they're learning that, you know, it's not important. Those are not the things they're supposed to do, but when they see us doing it, it rubs up on them. And I didn't even realize it because like I mentioned earlier, I love music. And so even when I go shower, I'm listening to music while I'm showering. And so now my youngest, she has picked that up. When she's about to go shower, she's asked me, oh, mommy, can I take my phone in the bathroom so I can listen to music while I shower? So the first time she asked me, I was like, well, you want to <laughs> listen to music? She was like, yeah. And then so I allow her to, and then now it's like a constant thing for her. It relaxes her. She's listening to music while she's showering. And so, you know, we set the example for them. And so for you, what are services or what are ways that you support stepmom in their, I love to say stepmotherhood. So how do you support them in their stepmotherhood journey? Let's see. I encourage women who are stepmoms and bonus moms to reach out to me and just know I'm here. I'm a listening ear because sometimes as a stepmom, you don't want anyone's opinion or judgment. Mm-hmm. It's with someone to listen. Yeah. Even like you said, you know, it's not wrong to feel the way you feel. So I know sometimes your friends who are not in a step family, they may try to relate, but they still don't get it. 
but someone like me and you, we do get it. Our situations might be different, but my listening ear is different than your friend who doesn't have any stepchildren. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, women reach out to me via email or my messaging on Instagram or even right on the post. They just tell me. And I'm like, I'm here. I see you. I have um, an affirmation journal that is available on Amazon. And it's called a journal for the stepmother with a pen and purpose. So when I created the journal, again, as a lever affirmations, <laughs> and these are stepmom affirmations that they can repeat throughout their day. But I also have pages that are blank. Mm. I didn't have lines in there because I remember the days when I didn't have the strength to write. So I have this tool where if you need to just draw or scratch <laughs> or put a dot <laughs> is there for you to release. Yeah. I don't know. I just encourage them to self-care as you see in my content. Mm-hmm. Take, even if you're just doing a simple face mask, you gotta take care of yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Yep. <laughs> right. That is so powerful. I I love your um journal that you have. And I love the fact that you have that space in there for when you don't know what to write, when you don't know what to, and you just like, you have that opportunity <laughs> to just unleash on the paper, whatever it is that comes to mind. So that is so amazing. And that is so powerful. And mm-hmm. I would encourage um, any stepmom out there who you just want to be a better self and you just need support. These are the type of resources that help yeah. you get to that place. So definitely go ahead and get it. I think that it is super, super duper amazing and extremely needed. Um, Thank you. Um, and just the fact of having someone who can relate to what you're going through is powerful because I've learned that we oftentimes, and I will speak for myself mostly, but also what I've seen, you know, or heard from other stepmom is like this, we feel like we're in isolation. We feel like other people don't understand. And something that I thought was so weird, I'm like, there are a lot of stepmoms out there. But when I see the stepmom, I realize that a lot of them don't have stepmom friends or don't know people in person that are stepmoms. That's I'm my- like, yes. <laughs> I was like, wow. And it's like me too. Like in my circle of friends, none of them are yeah. stepmoms and oh. they're all supportive and they're all understanding, but it's not the same as talking to someone who has similar experience as you. And sometimes you don't even have to go into detail when you're talking to someone who has similar experience as you, they get you. They get it. Remember, I met my stepmom bestie on a prayer app. Mm. Prayer, And she saw mine and we just clicked. We started messaging each other. Then we started calling each other. We talk literally every day. So I'm in the Detroit area in Michigan. She's in New Jersey. Mm. And we've been friends for about seven years. Wow. <laughs> we met this year. But like you said, I don't have to explain the whole situation. There are times I would text her early in the morning and she just get it. And same with her. She could just call me and she don't have to tell me the whole story. I get it. Let's yeah. talk about you. Mm-hmm. My friends, they, they try. They do. But it, it's different. It yeah. really is. It sure is. 
Um, it has been a pleasure talking to you. You're such an amazing person. And I just love the content and the, that you're putting out there. Um, I love it so much. And so do you have any last words that you would like to share with the people? Let's close out with an affirmation. Ooh, <laughs> yes. I trust myself as a stepmother. That's awesome. I'm going to repeat that too. Yeah, so I trust myself as a stepmother. That is an amazing affirmation, guys. I hope you guys repeat that because a lot of us deal with second guessing the things yeah. that we do and we feel like we have to walk on eggshell in our own home. So definitely trust yourself as a stepmother. This is a journey that no one actually really prepares for. No one actually really plans for it and you know like oh this is what they aspire to be and so you're learning as you go along so you're gonna make mistakes be gracious on yourself learn for your mistakes and be okay to admit when you got it wrong because you're a person things happen and so definitely learn to trust yourself as a stepmom i love that thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us today this was fun thank you